I want to ask you a question. If you ever received an incomplete grade in high school, college, if you ever received an incomplete grade, if you ever received one of those, raise your hands. What is wrong with you? I'm sorry, we're not supposed to judge. I'm sorry. Grace, 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 grace. Does say you're the nerd. For reals? Man. I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be saying this because we're streaming. So I won't mention names. I won't. I have two sisters. I'm not mentioning names though, see? So legally speaking, I, one of them, I studied, I went to the university with one of them. And it was in my, I was a young buckaroo. And um, I was an entrepreneur. And um, what had happened was, what happened was she, how can I put this? By the grace of God, the Lord graces of a certain acumen for writing and she didn't want to do her paper. So we engage in a capitalistic Adam Smith, wealth of nations, marketplace, Thomas Sowell friendly, transactional element. Basically speaking, I did her papers for her. But there was an entrepreneur spirit to it. Here it was, true story. You could ask her this. I can't tell you the name because I'm, I'm legally limited. To Angelina, if you're here, stop me. For, for $200, this is what I would say. So help me. 200 bucks. If you get an A, it's 200. I'm going to write it for you. If you get a B, it's 150. This is back in the day. You get a C, it's 100. It is. Anything less than a C is all on me. I made good money. I'm just saying. I want her to go. I want, I want her to get into a 12-year bachelor's program. Because I made good money. Incomplete grades. Incomplete. There are things that you cannot leave without completing in your life. I know of people that got this close to the line and stopped right here, and they got an incomplete. Relationships, walk with God, calling, ministry, entrepreneurship, marketplace, within themselves and their dreams, they got so close and they got an incomplete. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit told me to share with you today. The subject matter is finish it. Just look at the neighbor you like the most and tell them, finish it. Tell your other neighbor, the one that doesn't like you to look at them and tell them, finish it. Number one, I want you to hear me. We're going to really run through this process. Number one, finish it by making certain your attitude matches your anointing. Say that one more time. Finish it by making certain your attitude matches your anointing. Let me give you the scriptural basis. Deuteronomy 137, and the Lord was angry with me. This is Moses speaking. Moses, and, and the Lord told me, Moses, not even you will enter the promised land. I want, God has an assignment for absolutely everyone here. And he provides an anointing for each assignment. What's your role, your attitude? He, there are people that are anointed and assigned, but their attitude hinders the fulfillment of the assignments. Your attitude can stop you even though you're anointed and even though you have a great assignment, your attitude could be the deterrent to by which you're not seeing the fulfillment of the assignments. 
Your attitude can be holding you back. What does that mean? Once upon a time, there was a man named Moses. He had an assignment to take God's children out of Egyptian slavery and lead them into the promised land. He had an anointing, heaven's, heaven's authority to execute the assignment. Yet Moses had this attitude issue. He had an attitude issue as demonstrated when the good Lord on one occasion tells him, I want you to look at the rock. Your people want water. Strike the rock and water will come out. Years later, the Lord says, I'm going to pivot this. Don't strike it. Speak to it. What did Moses do? Moses hit it. He hit the rock. And then the Lord says, this is enough is enough. It's one of many things. This is just symbolic. You're not going to go into the promised land. The Lord, because of that, he couldn't finish it. He couldn't finish the assignment. He couldn't step into the promised land. Why? Because it's either your way or God's will. It's either your way or God's will. How many people never finish because it's about their way? Where you think your way is bigger than God's will. You want to fix that relationship your way. You want to correct that issue your way. You want to deal with that problem your way. And God says, it's not your way, it's my will. When God's will is bigger than your way, you will finish your assignment. Are you with, are you with me right now? It can't be about your way. It can't be in any circumstance. What does that mean? Moses, he hid it because he believed that a fleshly confrontation was more powerful than a holy conversation. Moses believed that his ability could produce more than God's anointing. Moses never tempered his temper. The same Moses that once committed murder ended up murdering his own destiny. Isn't it ironic that Moses that once saw the glory of God in such a way that his face was transformed, at the end of the day, you could argue it was superficial because his heart was never completely transformed. And people, are, people may be obsessed with seeing your face change. I'm going to be honest. I don't give a holy hoot if after the service you walk out with a glow in your face. I care that your heart is transformed by the power of Jesus and that your actions are transformed by the power of God. Are you with me right now? When you believe that God, that what you do, when you believe that you can be more effective than God, when you believe that your works can produce more than his will, you will never finish the assignments. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Now, this is, it wasn't just him. The people around him, because he was scapegoating in Deuteronomy 130, he pushes back and he projects. He says, because of you, you messed me up. Now God won't let me go in. Get over yourself, buddy. It was your issue. And all of a sudden, his people, the people of his generation never went in either. That's crazy. They didn't finish it. Look at this. They didn't finish it because they were a bunch of whiners. Stop. The people of Israel, they come out of Egypt. God promised them a land. All they had to do was go through the desert, get to the land. But they couldn't. Not because they had a coup d'etat, not because they killed Moses, but because of the words that came out of their mouth. Their mindset and their conversation stopped them from getting into the promised land. Your words and your way of thinking can be stopping you from stepping into the fullness of what God has promised you. 
Now, I don't know if you get this. They were whining. They were whining. Yeah, I can't believe we're going through this. I can't believe we're going through this. Look at this. We, we, should, we should go back to Egypt because over there, at least we had food. We were slaves, but we had much more. We were eat better even though we were slaves. So we should go back there and we were whining. I can't believe we're eating manna, manna again, manna every day, manna Monday, manna Tuesday, manna Wednesday, manna Thursday, manna, manna, manna. They're whining, 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 whining. And God finally said, no more whiners. I'm going to pray. Well, I'm going to wait for a generation of victimization, slave mentality to end. The moment you all stop, because you're not going to, I'm going to wait for this generation to die in the desert, and I'm going to wait for a new one to be born, and the one that is born will be taken into the promised land. I, I want you to hear me. Your attitude could be stopping your assignment. Your, your demeanor, the way you're thinking could be, but I dare you to raise your right hand and change it right now. Repeat after me. As for me and my house. We will not die in the desert. As for me and my house, in the name of Jesus, we will, we will, with a grateful attitude, a powerful anointing, and a God-ordained assignment, we will step into the promises of God in the name of Jesus. We will step to all the promises of God in Jesus' name. He came out. Now, you need to finish it by aligning your attitude with your assignment and your anointing. Finish defeating in your generation what your parents could not defeat in theirs. Let me say that one more time. Finish defeating in your generation what your parents could not defeat in theirs. I'm on, this you have to read. Joshua 11. And at that time, Joshua came out and cut off the Anakim. Verse 22. Finish, put the verses up here quickly, please. None of the Anakim were left in the land. Go to verse 22. Verse 22, that's the next verse after 21. None of the Anakim were left in the land of the children of Israel. They remained only in Gaza, in Gath, and Ashdod. I need you to stop. Leave that verse up there. Joshua. God tells him, take all of the bad guys. Take all of them. Take the Anakim and annihilate them. So he went city by city and got rid of all of them. Except with the exception. Yeah. That they only remained in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. You missed it. Joshua didn't finish it in his generation. He could have finished it, but he didn't. He permitted them to remain in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. In his generation, he could have eliminated them, but he didn't. He permitted things to live on as long as they weren't in the cities, as long as they weren't interrupting their path. He put them in the outskirts. In those three cities, later on, out of Gaza, came a woman named Delilah. Out of Gath came a man named Goliath. Out of Ashdod came the glory robbers that took the glory and placed it in the temple of Dagon. And would replace the glory, ho-ho, would replace Dagon when the glory were prompted to fall down. So out of Gaza and Gath and Ashdod... 
Oh, here's the word, and here's the word for somebody here. There are things that came after you because your parents and your parents' parents permitted them to live. You're going to get this in a second. There are things that came after you only because your parents never came after them. And it's not that they didn't want to. Possibly they wanted to, but they couldn't because they had a religion, but they did not have a relationship with Jesus. They didn't have a revelation about the blood of Jesus. They didn't have a revelation about the spirit of Jesus. They didn't have a relation with the word of God. So these things came up. Goliath and Delilah and the, and the glory robbers came up. <laughs> there are things that came after you only because your parents never came after them. Oh, boy. There are things that I, growing up as a teenager, I found myself fighting Delilah because my parents and my parents' parents, who are beautiful, never successfully overcame Delilah. I found myself fighting a Goliath, and I asked Goliath, where do you come from? And he goes, hey, hey, we got to this place because your parents and your parents' parents never dealt with them. I saw the people of Ashdod trying to take away the glory that God had placed in my life. How in the world did you get here? Because your parents and your parents' parents and your parents' parents never once and for all dealt with these things. So what am I here to tell you? I'm here to tell you to put a smile on your face because you, I said you, you will do what your parents and your parents' parents did not do. I'm about to preach here in a second. You will do what your parents did not do and you will do what your parents and your parents' parents could not do. You will bring an end to Goliath. You will bring an end to Delilah and to the glory robbers of your generation. I'm going to preach right about now. What does that mean? It means, oh, I'm here to declare it. It means addiction will die in your generation. Alcoholism will die in your generation. I'm declaring it now. Adultery and sexual promiscuity will die in your generation. Hatred dies in your generation. Poverty dies in your generation. I'm going to say it. Diabetes, cancer, and heart disease and these ailments will die in your generation. Suicide will die in your generation. Goliath will die in your generation. Delilah will be stopped in your generation. And the glory will not be stolen from your generation. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise like you know. If you really believe it, lift up your hands really high and repeat after me. I will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Everything from my generation and from previous generations. I dare you to raise both hands and say, in Jesus' name. My children will never have to fight everything that stood in my way in Jesus' name. If you believe what you just said, you're you're saying poverty ends right now. You're saying anxiety and depression ends right here in your generation. I don't know if you're getting this. You're saying that every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness that try to stop you will be crushed in your generation. If you believe that, shout like you know that it will end. I dare you to raise both hands right now. Repeat after me. This ends right here. No, say it like you believe it. This ends right here right now you have no idea what you're declaring in this place say repeat after me one more time say this ends right here right now you're not going to let these things live
I'm going to say it again. You're not going to let them live. They're not going to go to Gaza. You're not going to go to Gath. They're not going to go to Ashdod. The stuff that stood up against you, you're going to crush it completely in the name of Jesus. Are you with me right now? When No, 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 no. That devil should never have risen up against you. That demon should never have arisen. You need to say you should never have come up against me. Whatever you came up before, that's not me. I have something different. I have the blood of Jesus. I have the name of Jesus. I have the power of Jesus. And when that devil tries to get away, you tell him, where are you going? I'm not done with you yet. I'm going to crush you underneath my feet so you will not show up for the next generation. Am I preaching to anybody in this place? If that's you, lift up your hands. Musicians, get up here. Make believe you're actually under contract. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands right now. Just raise them. I feel God. Don't let them live, man. Anakim. They let them go to Gaza and Gath and Ashdod. They let them, Joshua let them get away. Later on, they became Delilah and Goliath and the glory robbers because Joshua did not deal with these things in his generation. Look at me. You're fighting things off that have to do with your generation, but you're fighting things off that have to do with your parents and your parents' generations that outlived them because they didn't have the spiritual arsenal. Are you with me? They knew religion, but not relationship. They knew the cross, but not the empty tomb. Am I preaching to anybody? They knew the rituals, but not the blood of Jesus. If you're getting this, just raise your hand. I'm prophesying this. I'm speaking to you prophetically. What, some of you may say, why is my battle so intense? Why is my battle so intense? Your battle so intense because you're fighting things that have to do with your generation and things that have to do with other generations. But if you're hearing this message right now, in the name of Jesus, today is that day. Oh, I wish you would be getting this. Today is that day. That thing dies. Matter of fact, I hear a word. It ends right here. Right now. I dare you to turn around and tell two people it ends right here. Right now. Say it like you believe it. Tell them that curse ends right here, right now. That bondage ends right here, right now. That captivity ends right here, right now. Right here, right now, right here. That sin comes to an end right here, right now. That oppression ends right here, right now. Lift up your hands. If you know that you know that you've been fighting some things that had to do with you and some things that had to do prior to you, raise one hand. If you know what it is to fight things that had to do with, now you have a revelation, now you get it. Now you're going like, why was everybody else is fighting two or three things? I'm fighting like 72. <laughs> what just happened? I'm here to tell you it ends right here, right now. You will finish it. I said, you will finish it. No, you missed it. I said, you will finish it. Whatever the devil sent your way to stop you, to stop your God-ordained purpose and destiny that will exalt and magnify Christ, 
that will elevate Jesus, that will show off Jesus. Not about you. It's about Christ being exalted through you. Whatever the, other, whatever the devil sent your way, I want you to hear me. It dies in your generation. Are you getting this? One more time. I'm going to pivot. If you really believe this message is for you and you receive this word, I need you to open up your mouth and say, it ends right here, right now. And if you really believe what you just said, give God the kind of praise that lets them know that you believe. No, no. I want you to praise like for your children and your children's children. I want you to worship for your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children. Stand with me. You are standing. Look up here. Did Pastor Sam ever say that your children will never have to fight anything off? Your children should only have to fight off the enemies and their giants of their corresponding generation. Yeah, there, there are things they're going to have to fight off. There are things, but not your things. That's good. If we deal with it, our children, our children, children will not have to deal with it. We have a revelation about the blood of Jesus, the word of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus. We have authority. Are you getting this? Dude, California here, if you're watching online, dude means dude. He let him live in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. And later on, they caused great pain, man. Don't be satisfied and wiping them out from your cities. Don't be satisfied with removing them beyond your view. Pursue them. You came after me? Now I'm gonna come after you. I'm gonna hunt you down, I'm gonna take you down. Look up here. Finish it with aligning. Finish it by aligning your anointing with your assignment and your attitude. Finish it by bringing an end in your generation what your parents could not bring an end to in their generation. And look up here. Finish it by knowing the greatest finisher that on the cross Jesus said it is I don't know if you know what that means. We will finish it through the finished work of Christ. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it is finished. Do you know that Greek word, it is finished? That phrase there, go to Christianity.com. That phrase there in the Greek, it actually means fully completed with unbridled satisfaction. Which means it's not this, oh boy, it is finished. It's like the it is finished when you hand in your doctoral dissertation or you run the 10K or you climb Mount Everest. It means that you finish something exceptional, something beyond anything you could. Are you with me? And by the way, it is in the present tense in the Greek. It is in the present tense, which means what? It was finished. It is finished. It will be forever finished forevermore. It is finished. 
Somebody shout, it is finished. Somebody say, I will finish because it is finished. No, Paul, the apostle put for the Holy Spirit in Philippians 1, 6 says this, the good Lord who started the work in you, the good work in you, he will, he will, he will. That means whatever God already started in you and in your children and in your marriage and in your health and in your body and in your relationships, God will finish the work he has started. Finish it. The apostle Paul writing to Timothy, right about, right before he passes away, he says, hey, Timothy, I have finished the race. I have fought the, and I have kept the, You're going to finish your assignment. And you're going to finish strong. Knowing completes. You're going to finish it with excellence, with overflow, with abundance, driven by grace, sustained by the truth and the love of Jesus. But you will finish it. If you receive this word completely, give a one more clap offering right now in this place. Lift up your hands. I found myself fighting stuff that had nothing to do with me. I'm being completely transparent. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there when the Goliaths and the Delilahs and the people of Ashdod showed up going, what in the world are you doing? And they were there because my forefathers did not deal with them. I'm not judging them. Maybe they wanted to, but they couldn't. I'm speculating that was the case. I'm speculating. I could imagine my forefathers fighting some stuff off, going, I want to stop. I want to stop doing this. But they didn't have an encounter with Jesus. So they couldn't. And I find myself as a teenager in my early life in ministry fighting some things off going like, what is this? I started preaching when I was 14 years old. I'm going, what is all this? I didn't sign up for this. Hey, Delilah, I didn't invite you to my party. Goliath, what in the world? Why are you guys trying to take the glory? None of them would have been there if my parents and my parents' parents and my parents' parents' parents would have dealt with them when God told them to deal with them. Oh, Anakin. So now I have kids. And my kids have kids. So I said, nah. Boy, Goliath, I'm not only going to be satisfied by knocking you down. Hey, sunshine, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to finish you off by making sure you can never occupy space again. Are you with me right now? Does anybody understand what I'm saying? I, I'm in the temple of Dagon. I'm standing right next to something that tried to intimidate me. When it came down, we made sure that it broke into pieces that never again will the statue of Dagon be able to occupy my space. Lift up your hands. Pastors and elders, come up here. Pastors and elders. Pastor Phyllis, that's you, you're a pastor and an elder. 
You qualify for both. Pastor Ava, come up here. Pastor Nate, come up here. Nah, nah, nah. This is what we're going to do. Three minutes. This is for anyone who says, Pastor Sam, I need, I need God to show up. I want this anointing, this spiritual authority to fight off the Anakims from Gath and Gaza and Ashdod to align the attitude of the assignment and the anointing and to live and thrive of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. I want to do this. If this is you, if you're not fighting anything, if you don't find yourself fighting something off, not only for your sake, but for the sake of your, you may even be a millennial or a Z. You don't even have kids yet, but you have to fight things off now so your children won't have to fight them. And if you're saying, Pastor Sam, I want this. Oh boy, am I desperate. I know, I get it now. I know why I'm fighting this stuff. When I count to three, I want you to run up here. I want to, we want to pray for you, lay hands on you right now, because today is the day. Every Goliath, every Delilah, every tribe of Ashdod will be defeated. All the Anakims will be defeated. You're going to finish this completely. I'm telling you, today is the day the attitude and the anointing and the assignment will line up. I'm telling you right now, it's coming to an end. That addiction comes to an end in your generation. Divorce is coming to an end in your generation. Oh yeah, it is. Poverty is coming to an end in your generation. That habit that has you bound is coming to an end in your generation. Those suicidal thoughts and that depression, it's coming to an end in your generation. One, two, three, come out of your seat if that's you. We want to pray for you right now. Go ahead, come out of your seat. Pastor Nick, all the pastors that are here in the house. Pastor Nick, come up here. Pastor Sandra, help us pray. Come on, come on. Say it now. There's breakthrough in this place right now. Go. It's coming to an end. Come on. It's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. Hey. Bring it to an end. It's coming down. It's coming down in this generation. Go. Lift up your hands. I feel God in this place. 
There's a breakthrough anointing in this place. There's a deliverance anointing. This ends right here, right now. Five minutes from now, whatever held you back, whatever stood in your way, whatever attempted to obstruct your Christ-sustained, God-ordained purpose to exalt Him, to live a holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble, hungry, honoring life, it ends right here, right now. Not just for your sake, but for the sake of your children and your children's children. Lift up your hands, church. Fear ends right here, right now. Idolatry ends right here, right now. Witchcraft ends right here, right now. Every generational curse ends right here, right now. Agnosticism, atheism ends right here, right now. The heretical spirits end right here, right now. Shame and condemnation end right here, right now. Lift up your hands, church. There's power in this place. Stretch out your hands here. There's deliverance taking place here. My goodness. There's people still lined up. Please, ushers, do not let anyone leave. I feel God all over this place. Oh God, just lift up your hands, right? I just, reason we lift up our hands is to worship him, to exalt him, to call upon him. There's breakthrough right now as I speak.